Good morning, everyone. Um, <laughs> it's not really a good morning, honestly. I woke up and Igor had shit in literally, like, pretty much every single room in the house. So that was irritating. He also peed in the house. We love that. Um, and then he ran over to the neighbor's house and was just fucking around over there. And I can tell you, I can tell you that positive reinforcement, positive training, or at least neutral training works better than negative and angry training because I fucking yelled at him, okay? I yelled at him when he was at the neighbor's house and he, I have this little like bird seater, so I'm sitting outside because I am completely overwhelmed and incredibly angry, um, mostly with the Supreme Court ruling a little bit at Igor, but that's, that's valid, um, so I have this little bird feeder that still has, like, bird seed in it from when we were in Waconia. Um, and he keeps, like, fucking eating the bird seed out of the bird feeder. And Jesus Christ. Okay, so anyways, when he was over at the neighbor's house, I was, like, yelling at him. Like, angry yelling. And I was like, get the fuck over here, you fucking asshole. But I didn't say that, but close. Um, hi, baby. He's sitting here now, being a good little boy. Um, and that didn't work. <laughs> he just completely ignored me and kept doing what he was doing uh but when I I'm sitting in a lawn chair right now in our like little patio area thing um and he was going to eat the bird seed and I told him no and whatever he he moderately listened um but then he went back for it and then I said his name like Igor yes and see he looked at me right now so I'm rewarding him um, and then he listened and he came right back to me and he has not touched the bird, the bird seed since. So I can, I'm, I'm here to fucking advocate for positive reinforcement training, which is essentially that you reward the behaviors you want to see, um, and ig not ignore, but you really, really, really reward the behaviors you want to see. So every time that he like looked at the bird seed but chose to come to me I said yes and I gave him a treat so that's just like that's a fun activity to practice with your dogs another thing you can practice is the whiplash turn which is um like you say their name as soon as they look at you you say yes and give them a treat what you really want to focus on is that yes marker because if you're far away from your dog and say you're far away from your dog and you tell them to sit and they sit down you want to say yes right away so they know that they listen to you and the treat is coming basically what you want is for them to associate yes with i'm gonna get a treat um so that is some fun work that you can do helps with their recall um yeah, so literally just say their name, and the second they turn around, say yes in a very happy voice, um, and give them a treat. So those are some easy ways to just, like, practice, and you don't have to be in a specific environment. Like, you can just be sitting on your couch and practice it with them. I would recommend getting training treats. Otherwise, your pup's probably going to get, like, an upset tummy if you just feed them, like, bacon strips or something. Like, bacon strips or some shit like that. Um, but, yeah, so... That's my, that's my short three minute dog training tips. Um, <sighs> the reason I wanted to record today is to talk about the Supreme Court ruling. Um, and I'm kind of glad that I talked about the dogs first because I am definitely a little bit more level headed after that. I woke up, it's like 8.15. I woke up at six o'clock 
and just was angry, like filled with rage. Um, I, I don't, (laughs) I wish I had words. I'm actually going to (laughs) text Jared's brother and ask him if he can bring the punching bag over because like, I'm that fucking pissed. Like I, I am, my body is tight. I feel it in like my heart and my sternum in the very tippy top of my stomach, but mostly like my heart. Um, and I am so angry, like, I feel like I could set fire to a building and be fucking fine with it, I feel like I could go up to the Capitol and scream at all of them and tell them how fucking stupid they are, but I won't, I won't do that, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to live a life of, like, being the bigger person, I've had lots of practice with that, um, returning to my hometown this summer that I did, so, you know, when I was, when I was in that situation of, like, people just treating me like shit when I returned to my hometown, um, and not everyone, just friends that I used to have, um, and the fact that they just, like, harassed me for six plus months, uh, gave me good practice to be the bigger person, so in that moment, I was super frustrated and super pissed, but I'd like to, I'd like to personally thank all of you, if any of you are listening to my podcast, thank you for being a fucking asshole to me, because, you know, I I learned how to be the bigger person, so thank you. Anyways, um, I wanted to share my experience with sexual assault. I think sharing stories is so important, and um, I have been wanting to share this story for a really long time but didn't really know when the right time was and I think now is the the right time to share it so let me go find Igor and then I'll be back and I'm gonna tell you about um my sexual assault um and also please like obviously I'm going to be giving details if you are not in the headspace to listen to this don't fucking listen to it you're an adult you're in charge of your own boundaries and your own emotions like clearly this is a trigger warning and if you choose to listen like I am no longer responsible for your emotional reaction if you are not in a headspace to listen to this right now don't fucking listen to it I'll let you know if I make like another segment after my story um it'll probably all just be one but I really just encourage you to be responsible um evaluate your own emotional needs and if you can't handle this right now don't fucking listen to it Okay, I'm back. So I'm going to get into my story and uh, what happened to me, my experience with with sexual assault. I don't really know how to like word it, you know, uh, but like I said, stories are powerful. Um, so I'm going to share mine. Um, so it was my junior so it was okay it was the spring of 2019 um I had gone up I'd gone back up to Scholastica after breaking up with my ex um and was living with um some incredible humans from UMD um and that was so so fun I loved that um so I wasn't staying at the Scholastica campus I was off campus 
Um, and you know, I feel like everyone, after you're in a relationship for that long, like we were in a relationship, my ex and I were, we were in a relationship together for like, what, almost seven years, I think it was. Um, and after you're in a relationship for that long, like you just go through a whole phase. Okay. And I'm not saying that I like got on my knees and sucked every dude's dick. I actually didn't suck any dick. Um, (laughs) I just went to the bars and I flirted with boys because I never done that before. And I got online dating apps and I, um, flirted with boys because from the age of 13, I didn't ever do that because I was with someone, you know, and that's, I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm just saying that since the age of 13, I never experienced what it was like to flirt with boys or go to college parties and flirt with boys. I never really viewed myself as hot because I was always just with one man. And it's not like he never told me that I wasn't attractive, you know, but it's different when you go out and you see guys looking at you or you go to the bar and you flirt with all these guys and they flirt back. You know what I'm saying? Like it just gives you a boost in confidence. Um, and so after our breakup, um, and in the spring of 2019, I really found confidence in myself. Um, that really was a big boost for like my body image, my self image, because I realized that like, oh wait, I am hot and people are attracted to me and not just one person is attracted to me. And there is a possibility of me being with other people who I find attractive as well. Um, so anyways, I'd never been out to the bars before because like I said, my freshman and sophomore year of college, I was in a relationship. So I was, I was also like drinking the Catholic Kool-Aid. So I was like a good holy girl. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't go to parties. I didn't let loose. Like I'd get drunk a little bit, but I was very like stiff. Like I didn't flirt with boys. Kind of put on my resting bitch face of like, don't fucking talk to me. Uh, <laughs> so I never really got to like truly experience college parties where like you go and just like make out with people I don't know that you know like that's that's fun that's fun to me um so anyways my roommates and I I had gotten a fake ID and we went to a bar in Duluth I was in Duluth at this point in time and it's probably like March I'll tell you what I was wearing I was wearing a black tank top bodysuit so it's probably like April April it was probably April a blank take top bodysuit. Um, I did not have my breast reduction at the time, but let me tell you that my boobs were not out. They were just there because I had fucking huge titties, okay? I was a 36G. Those are some big titties. Like, even if I wore a sweater, you could still see my titties. Regardless, what I'm saying is I wore a black tank top and it was like a scoop neck with some cute little buttons on it, all black. Um, thick straps and a pair of jeans and high top converse and that is what I wore to the bar and so we went to Spurs on first I have no fucking problem name dropping the bar because I am sure many other women and maybe even men have experienced what I have experienced at that bar because let me fucking tell you that the bodyguards sucked so anyways we all decided to go uh down to the bar um like I said I was feeling good I had had like two Long Islands but for those of you who know me you know that I'm a fucking lightweight like literally I went to the bar last Saturday and I had a drink and a half and I was like woo, 
I don't drink that often. Therefore, it doesn't take a lot for me to get a to get to get tipsy. And the bars in Duluth, they fucking burn their drinks. Okay, let me tell you. They're like, we know that college kids are fucking alcoholics, so we're gonna burn the shit out of our drinks. So they did. That's what they did. Um, so I had a couple Long Islands, I think it was. Um, and there was this dude, and he had brown hair, was wearing a red shirt. It was like a red long sleeve shirt with a white undershirt. You know how boys do. Um, he wasn't particularly attractive, but I have this thing for like big bulky brown haired men (laughs) like I I like to be I like to feel taken care of and especially then after a breakup and my grandmother had just died too like a few months before um so I was in a pretty rough spot um but you know I just wanted to go out and have fun I wanted to go out and flirt with boys and I'm not explaining myself to anyone because I don't fucking need to I'm just telling you where I'm at so that maybe like you identify with this um so anyways we went to spurs on first um which is fucking college bars are so gross you guys like everyone is just fucking slammed together everyone's sweating like it's it's gross <laughs> it's gross that's why i wore a tank top in april in duluth because it was fucking hot uh so anyways um there was this dude and another one of the girls that we were with uh was kind of like dancing with him a little bit uh but I could tell that he liked me because he kept looking at me and so I went over and I started dancing with him uh you know typical like bar dancing like ass to dick I wasn't necessarily grinding on him we were just dancing together uh he had his hand on my hips and then I'd like turn around and rest my head on his shoulder um and then He decided that things were going to go further. Um, So, yeah, he was, like, 6'2". I'd say probably, like, at least 200 pounds. Like, he was a big dude. Um, And he turned me around and shoved his tongue down my throat. I literally remember thinking when he kissed me, if that's what you want to call it, I was wearing red lipstick and I literally remember thinking as soon as he did it like he wiped off all of my lipstick like all of my lipstick is gone because that's how forceful he was and it wasn't just a peck on the lips it was he shoved his tongue down my throat and he didn't ask and I didn't initiate he just turned me around and decided that he was gonna kiss me um And even then, like, I wish I was, I was drunk. I was definitely drunk. Like, I wasn't blackout drunk because I remember everything perfectly. But I was, I was drunk. Uh, if anyone who was with the bar at me on Saturday is listening to this, uh, I was, I was like the same, the same level of drunk that I was on Saturday. And for those of you who know me, you know that I'm a pretty fucking, like, I'm pretty much a fucking cunt. Okay. Like, I don't care what people think I have no problem calling people out on their bullshit um and I always remember thinking I always remember thinking if I was ever in a situation where I was assaulted I would fight back and then the situation came and I couldn't do anything uh so we were in the bar and we were dancing and he turned around shoved his tongue down my throat and that should have been like my first indicator of like 
oh, this isn't safe. I should get away. But like I said, I was drunk. Um, so it was delayed. So I just kept dancing with him. I think he kissed me like one other time like that. Uh, and then after he kissed me the second time like that, I just turned away from him. And so I was dancing with him, you know, like you do in a bar. I wasn't like grinding my ass on his dick. Like we were just dancing, like, I don't, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like we were just dancing at the bar, <laughs> but I wasn't facing him. Um, and he had his hand, his hands on my hips. Uh, and then he slowly brought his hands up to my boobs and I pushed them away. And he put his pat his hands back down on my hips and then they slowly started moving up again and I pushed them away again and he did the same thing three more times. So he did that like five times and the fifth time I just pushed his hands away again. He put his hands back on my hips. We were still dancing. This is probably over like the course of five to seven minutes, I would assume. Again, I was drunk, so I don't know, like, the time for sure. Uh, but then he put his hand, his hands back on my hips, and then he started to put his hands down my pants. And at that moment, I started crying. And the only thing that I could think was to turn around and tell him that I had to go to the bathroom. So I turned around and I said, I gotta go to the bathroom. And I left, I walked away. And I started bawling on the way to the bathroom. I was bawling my eyes out and I went to the bathroom and I leaned over the toilet and I started hyperventilating and I thought that I was going to throw up, but nothing could come out. But all I remember is that I was fucking bawling on my knees over the toilet in this bar because this guy had sexually assaulted me. And you know what the first thought in my head was? The first thought in my head was that it was my fault because I was drunk. And that's what I kept replaying in my head. That's all that replayed in my head is it's my fault. It's my fault. I was drunk. I was drunk. I shouldn't have come here and I should have gotten drunk. It's my fault that I was sexually assaulted. And there was this girl in the bathroom who like, I was so upset. I was dry heaving. I was bawling my eyes out. Um, and she just rubbed my back and she said, are you okay, honey? And I looked at her and I said, he touched me. And she said, he's an asshole. And I just kept crying. So I caught my breath a little bit. Um, she, her and I just sat there. She just rubbed my back. She said, he's an asshole. You're okay. And I went back out to try and dance. Uh, was with my roommates again. All of my roommates were there. So all of us were there and we were all uh, drunk. Um, and I went back out, he came back over to the circle and was looking at me and I, God, I just remember the way that he was looking at me, like, like he wanted to hurt me and it wasn't in terms of like beat the shit out of me, but it was in terms of like, he wanted to assault me. He wanted my body and he was going to do anything that he could do to get it. And I went back out to the circle. Uh, one of my roommates saw that he was there and like protected me. She like stepped in front of me, all that kind of stuff and like pushed him away. Um, oh, and there's a cardinal in the tree. Mm, that's so sweet. I love cardinals. Um, mm, 
Sorry, I'm just, like, relishing in the moment that there's a cardinal in the tree. That's so sweet. I always think of cardinals as, like, loved ones visiting. So, it's very special to me. Uh, so, anyways, um, I was back in, like, my circle with friends, and I was bawling. I could not stop bawling. I was crying so hard. I couldn't see because that's how hard I was crying. Um, and he kept coming around. He kept trying to be by us, trying to get by us. And my brain immediately went to, well, maybe he's trying to apologize. And I don't think that was the case. Uh, so I decided that I needed to leave because I just could not get my composure. I was just bawling my eyes out and I just wanted to lay down and cry. That's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to go home and lay down and cry until I couldn't cry any longer. And I decided that I was going to go home. I tried calling a friend. So I walked out of the bar. And <laughs> let me tell you, you can fucking tell when I cry. Okay, I look like a drowned rat. Not an ugly drowned rat. I can be a cute drowned rat. Uh, but I look like a goddamn drowned rat. Okay. And I walked past the bouncers, just bawling my fucking eyes out. Like, visibly shaking and upset and hyperventilating. And they didn't do a goddamn thing. They watched me walk out of the bar. And I walked out of the bar and went maybe like five feet. And then just collapsed in like this little doorway of a building. And tried calling my friend to come and pick me up. Because like I said, all my roommates were there and we were all drunk. Um, and she didn't answer and I tried calling her again and she didn't answer. Um, I tried calling another friend. She didn't answer. It was probably like fucking one o'clock or something. Um, and then I called another friend and he answered and I just cried to him and I said, he touched me and he said, where are you? And I said, I'm at the bar and he touched me and I was in the corner crying, screaming, and these two girls were there, and they were looking at me, and they said, we'll help you. What do you need? And I just asked my friend. I said, can I come over? Can I come be with you? And he said, yes, I'm at my other friend's place on campus at Scholastica, and you can come here. And I heard his other friends in the background saying, like, do you, should I call her an Uber? Like, what should we do? Um... And luckily, these two girls were there, and they said, we will we will get you there. They said, we have an Uber right now. He's coming right now. We'll bring you back to our house, and then we'll bring you to, we'll, like, have the Uber bring you to Scholastica. Um, and as they were talking to me, <laughs> the guy who uh, assaulted me came out of the bar. He followed me out of the bar, and he stood, and he looked at me. And you know what he fucking did? He fucking hugged the two girls who were talking to me. He hugged them right in front of me. And I couldn't even say anything. I couldn't even say he was the one who assaulted me. I couldn't say anything. But he followed me out of the bar. And he probably would have attacked me. If I wouldn't have stopped. And if people weren't there. If those two girls weren't there. Um, so he hugged them. And then he left. And they brought me back to their house. Um, and I was, like, exhausted at this point in time. And they were just kind of guiding me. Um, and then I got in the Uber 
to go back to Scholastica. And I was just crying. And the Uber driver, he said, are you okay? And I said, no, it's my fault. And he said, what's your fault? And I said, he touched me and it's my fault. And he said, that is not your fault at all. And I said, but I'm the one who got drunk. And he said, it doesn't matter. He said, it doesn't matter if you're drunk. It doesn't matter if you're high. It doesn't matter because he touched you. It is not your fault. Please don't ever think that it is your fault. And I just kept saying sorry to him. And he was like, it's not your fault. So then we got to Scholastica and I went into my friend's apartment and they just sat with me. Um, and I slept in their extra room. And then the next morning we went to Perkins and I felt like I, I wasn't a victim of sexual assault. Like other people were, but I wasn't because that, that wasn't sexual assault, right? Like he didn't rape me. He just touched me and he didn't even like touch me bare skin, you know? Uh, and so I thought about going to therapy for it. Like, going and talking to the counselors at Scholastica, who at that time were, like, dedicated specifically to helping victims of sexual assault. But I didn't because I invalidated myself. Um, and then I just kind of carried it with me, but pushed it down. I didn't really tell many people. And the people that I did tell, they didn't really have a reaction They were just kind of like, oh, you know? So then that really just invalidated me more because I was like, well, it's not a big deal. It wasn't really a sexual assault, but it was, and it's traumatic. And the Supreme Court ruling is such bullshit. It is such bullshit because I have a right to be drunk and not be touched, ever. I have a right to be high off my motherfucking ass and not be touched ever i have a right to be blackout drunk and not be assaulted or touched or raped or beaten or anything like that and let me tell you the amount of rage that i have in my body right now is giving me a headache i am so angry i am so angry and so disappointed and I hope that everyone on that Supreme Court looks at their wife or their daughter or their mother or sister or niece and thinks, I made her less safe. Because that's what they did. And I hope that they carry it with them every single day. And I hope that it gets reversed. And I hope that no law like that ever, ever, ever comes into play again. But this is the world we live in, right? There's another time mm, I was at a <laughs> I was at a music festival and I was drunk and I was with this guy and you know, he's like putting his arm around me and stuff and I just wanted to cuddle. Uh but he didn't and luckily I'd gained a little bit of weight, so like the pants that I was wearing were a little bit a little bit tight. Um, and so we both fell asleep in the same bed and he kept trying to take my pants off and I kept telling him no. 
and he kept trying to take my pants off and I kept telling him no and he was physically trying to unbutton and unzip and pull down my pants and luckily they were too tight and he was too drunk that he couldn't do it but yeah you know you never think it's going to happen to you until it does and then when it does you doubt that it even happened to you because it's not like the stories that you heard you weren't raped behind a dumpster you weren't forced into sex but I'm here to tell you that anyone who touches you without your permission is sexually assaulting you. And if I ever have a daughter, I hope that she never ever experiences sexual assault, ever. I hope that she never has to go through feeling guilty for saying no, ever. And it fills me with so much sorrow to know that so many women and men, too, have experienced this. I'm focusing on women right now because that's what the case was. It makes me sad. And it makes me filled with rage. I don't really know what else to say. I can't believe that that actually happened. I can't believe that they actually said that she chose to be intoxicated. So it doesn't it doesn't count that she was assaulted. I'm sad. I'm sad and it makes me not want to have kids. It makes me angry. But I'm so angry that now I'm just sad, you know? Um it's awful. And if you've ever been assaulted, I'm sorry. I am sorry. I'm still processing my own sexual assault. I don't really have anything else to offer besides just my story right now. Uh, but I'm working through it in therapy, but we don't deserve to live in a world where we can't even get drunk just to have fun. We deserve to live in a world where we're safe, regardless of if we're walking alone at night or if we're drunk or if we're high or if we're just crying or having an emotional breakdown. We deserve to live in a world free from disgusting men. And I'm grateful that I'm with someone who would never, ever, ever take advantage of me. Ever. But I recognize that not everyone is so lucky. It's more than sad, but I don't know the, the, the word to describe it. I don't know. I don't know what to say, you know? 
it's so much more than sad. But I don't think there's a word in the English dictionary to fully describe what it is. And I think I'm going to go inside and light a candle and take care of myself for the rest of the day. I think I'm going to go have a blended coffee. And probably do a little bit of therapeutic shopping. But I'm mostly just going to go and light a candle and light some incense and sit with myself and sit with my feelings and with my story and forgive myself and validate myself. And I encourage you to do the same thing. So thank you for listening, if you've made it this far. Um, Pretty heavy topic, (laughs) but it needed to be talked about. And I'm so sorry to any of you who have been sexually assaulted. I'm so sorry. My DMs are not open. (laughs) Uh, If you just want to say, hey, I was assaulted too, I can handle that. But please don't come to me with your stories because I can't handle that right now. Um, I encourage you, if you do have a story, to journal about it to tell a therapist to work through it because it's some shit that you deserve to be free of. Yeah. So I'm lighting a candle for all of us, for all of you, and for all of our future so that it can be better. So I'll see you guys next time. Take care of yourselves today.